Hello everyone and welcome to Tempo Gaming's Netrunner podcast. This week we're going to talk about the Games Lab store champs that we went to, what we saw, how we went, thoughts on the day. An interesting scenario that popped up during the elimination of the finals. Uh, the next starter pack, which we're going to rank our top five cards, why and how we think they'll change the meta that we're playing in at the moment. Decks and cards that beat fast, how to play them, how to use them and the different varieties that are out there and why we think that the most wanted list is good and how it's changed the tawny scene and the decks that we're seeing at the top of the store champs list this year. Uh, with me today is Dave, say hi Dave. Hey guys. And Daniel, say hi Dan. How you going boys? Uh, so we both went to the store champs at Games Lab, how did you go on the day, was it a good day? Uh, no. Not, not for you Dan? <laughs> No, not for that. You had a rough day, um, from what I understand. And Dave yes. had a really good day. How did you go, Dave? I uh, could have been better. Finished seconds. Had to play against uh, Michael's IG twice as runner in the final, which uh, stuck big time. Yep. Um, but he he got there in the end and got the win. So congratulations to him. But uh, again, because he won a store chance before, which is which was a good thing that came out of the day. I, I still secured a buy for regionals, so that's a good. Yeah, one good thing to come out of the day. Pretty good positive to come out of it there. So um, we're going to talk about that double limb situation, how it came about a little bit later, and if there's anything that can be done to sort of fix that, or if it even needs fixing. So we'll look at that a bit later. But um, I had a pretty good day. Finished 11th, I think. I split all five rounds. Um, there was about what 35 people there on the day, guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, so one of the bigger ones for Melbourne, at least. So, um, yeah, I went okay. I took Sol and Leela, and I split most of the day because I won most of my corpse, but I sort of went average with Leela um, just because I only played in yellow deck once, and all the rest were HB or Glacier-type decks, which can be difficult. Like, I got to six points a couple of times, but... Um, just getting that final point, I found that pretty hard because once they're set up, it's it's difficult for Leela to get in or she runs out of tricks, I guess you could say. Um, mm. What about you, Dave? Uh, what'd you run and how'd you go? Uh, so I took an Argus, um, very aggressive, mostly kill deck, uh, but can score out as well. Um, and I took uh, Pacer's Noise, which has uh, Hacktivist Meeting. And quest completed, which I got to use once on the day, which was cool. I actually got swept in the first round, uh, so it wasn't looking too good for me. Played against PE and um, and uh, Keyhole Max, and uh, forgot to res my my Chrysium Grid when he um, when he one on destruction me, and I lost two of my Scorchers, which was not great. Um, but then picked it back up in round round two and three, got two sweeps in there. Um, I, I, there was a lot of food coats. Uh, which I struggled a lot against with noise. I think people have learned how to play against noise, and so with food, they just really, they really rush, rush the agendas out before you can really do anything about it. Um, managed to sneak into the cup, um, and then one, then corped three times in a row with three turn four kills oh, wow. uh, to go <laughs> to go through the winners, go Brilliant. go through, yeah, go through the final from the winner side. And because of playing three corp in a row, um, it ended up working where I had to run twice, which wasn't so great because I only had uh, two wins and a timed win with noise on the day. So wasn't doing too well with runner that day. So I would have would have liked to have caught one more time, but it wasn't to be. Fair enough. No, it sounds like you went really well, especially with that Argus deck. People were struggling against it. Um, I think it's it, it's it wrecks tempo. Because early on, they can't really... They don't want to hit an agenda like turn one, turn two, because if they do, then they either have to lose cards that they want or they have to take a tag and then clear it, which costs some money and costs some clicks. So I found I could sneak out um, an agenda or two in the first couple of turns while they were just trying to set up. Um, I actually scored out um, three times. Scored out three times out of the seven wins. Okay. Um, wow. And all three, the three that I scored, they were like they were all pretty close. Um, especially the one against Jeremy. 
he was he was on six. We're both on six. I uh, had an agenda and a remote and two in hand. And he ran my hand and missed the two agendas in there, and then I scored out the next turn. No, oh, okay, yeah, wow, that's a yeah, touch and go. Uh, yeah, Dan, do you want to have a crack at explaining your day? Uh, not really. <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, yeah, so I took my wizard, um, my pet wizard deck, and my uh, custom bodies kill deck, um, and yeah, I came out with four points on the day, which is only due to because I got a buy in the last round. Um, I had a really, really rough day at the office. Um, so yeah, first up, I played Gian, um, which was awesome because Ouch. I wasn't playing. <laughs> Because I wasn't playing Jesse, um, like the other two store champs I've been to. But yeah, so um, yeah, John was running a food codes and a CT siphon spam. Uh, yeah, it didn't go well. And I played against a, a Blue Sun Glacier a kit paintbrush surfer deck. Um, what else did I play against? Another ETF, which had. Um, Oh, what's the blow up the server? Um, oh, okay, self destruct. Self destructing it, yeah. And he was running uh, uh, a wizard deck, and I ran into a also a um, uh, uh, NEH fast events and uh, uh, double forks deck as well. So it was um, rough day at the office. <laughs> wow, yeah, sounds yeah. like it. Um, do you think it was just because you? It sounds like you played a lot of decks you would not have played against or had any experience against. Do you think that's well, why you sort of struggled? You cards were popping yeah, look, up you'd never seen before. Well, that's the thing. Like I used to play Blue Sun um, when I first started playing Netrunner. So um, you know you expect the oversight AIs and on your curtain walls and Orions and the like. But um, I couldn't find any of my Davids to break that economy engine um, with the. Uh, CT Siphon Spam never played against a deck like that before um, and Gian well yeah he's an awesome pilot of Netrunner and he just yeah was very systematic at uh, getting through everything so um, but yeah it was just a, a tough day at the office um, a lot of variety on the day which was good to see um, not so much for planning for it but it was really good to see different stuff on the day yeah it's from the 35 it'd be fair to say that there was a bit of variation down the bottom there was a lot of variation at the top and then i reckon the middle 16 were all food coats and wizards would that be fair there to was, say yeah, there, um i wouldn't say all there was a, nah. there was a lot of food coats i honestly don't know besides michael what people were running in the top cup because i got swept in the first round I kind of snuck oh. my way back up, and Jam was the only person I'd played so far that actually made the top eight. Yeah. Well, I heard uh, there was a PE deck in the top eight. Um, there was uh, making news in the top eight. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Matthew was just playing. Crazy. Yeah, from what I understand, there was making news, IG, PE, uh, food coats, um, Haley, uh, Argus, Argus. Uh, what runner noise? There was a few noise. There was about three noise. Yeah, there was a few noise. Yeah, so there's just a fair a... bit of variety at the, up the top there. Um, it's we'll crazy. Just quickly, to touch on Michael's IG deck that kind of made me sick watching it, but it was pretty funny at the same time. <laughs> it's yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it had it was the museum recycle IG, and he just put stuff out, no ice run see if you get one and just kept recycling cards pretty much so a lot of it was going to time even the um elimination games were nearly going to time i don't think one did but it was very close i think um, no no they did they didn't yeah rob oh. rob ran into two snares in a row when he had no cards left i think and that was the end of the game because he just kept recycling snares back into r d so yep. trying to find that it was so gross yeah, so it was something a lot of people probably haven't played against, so they weren't sure whether to just to run things on the board or what was in the deck. So it, it was pretty difficult. Um, Dave, you had to play it twice in the finals. What did you think? I've played against it before, uh, not with the museums, 
but I knew that that would be a key card. So the first game, I'm um, pretty sure I tried to target them, but then he'd find another museum, and then he'd just shuffle the other museum back in. Um, so then I'd just try and lock down the R&D, um, but then he'd ice it up with something, and I wasn't finding breakers and stuff, and um, yeah, just got EMP Ronan killed in the first one, and then in the second one, um, same thing, but I had two I've had worse in hand, and he EMP and hit the card that wasn't I've had worse, and then I uh, got Ronan. So that was that was pretty brutal. Um, if he had have missed, if he had have hit the I've had worse there, because he'd res the hero, I was massively in the game because he obviously can't Ronan, and then I know that one he's a Ronan, go and trash the Ronan, and then and then hit the hero, and then and then the, the game probably would have tipped back in the, into my favour, but. Uh, wasn't to be. Yeah. And um, there was a situation we had on the day where because you won very quickly from the bottom bracket with your three corpse in a row, um, you then had to play because the rules state that the lesser, so the person who's played the lesser of the two corp or runner has to play that. Um, yeah. Unless you're a draw, then it's biggest deferential. So because of that ruling... You had to play your runner twice. Um, yes. Against that IG deck, so there was a bit of rule checking going on there, but we worked it all out. Um, do we think that's a good thing, or do we think that it should be no matter what happens beforehand, it should be mandatory that you play your lesser first, and then if you have to go again, you swap. What do you reckon? I think you should swap. To be quite honest, look, it's it's an asymmetrical game for a reason. So you know, it's designed to play both sides so you know if you're playing the same opponent you shouldn't have to play the same deck twice you should have to swap that's my opinion yeah um by the same thing with, with the asymmetrical game um i think the whole point of it is is that you sort of even out over the course of elimination playing both sides mm -hmm. um which actually didn't really work in that way because i think by the end of it michael had ended up corping five times and running twice um, and then I, um, and I caught three times and ran twice. Um, so, uh, yeah. So it, it can be a bit skewed. I think, um, maybe, yeah, that it should swap because, um, the, the person who sort of won their way through, through the winner's bracket shouldn't be disadvantaged and have to play, um, a side twice just due to to luck really I mean it just happened that when I made it through to round two I played Matthew and he'd already corped and then I played Rob and he'd already corped twice and I just happened to win the, the coin flip for that one to corp again so um, yeah I, I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is there I understand why they have it there um, but I, I, I don't think the person who comes through from the winner's bracket should be disadvantaged um, not getting to play both sides yeah mm. Yeah, which I, I kind of agree on, but at the same time, you don't want someone going through with their strongest matchup. But it, you've, you have to win some coin flips to even get into that situation, and it's, it is quite rare. So um, maybe it's just one of those things. I'm not sure if they would bother putting in a rule or anything for that. Um, on a separate note, I was having a think of how to beat that IG deck, and I came up with a card, and, and everything that I came up with was really good against that deck and horrible against everyone else's so I don't know if you'd even <laughs> want to put those cards in if you know what I mean it's sort of you're taking against something you might come up against and weakening your deck which isn't optimal uh, but archives interface so trash the museum run archives mm -hmm. get the museum out of the game get it out that, of the game that yeah, was my theory um, and then you know splashing not... your dance could be and okay then, but by trashing the museum you are then archives interfacing which is making you not access watching archives so you're not getting shikued and shocked you... no you only don't access the card you removed from the game you still access everything else oh no. yep yep no you're yep. right yeah you're right you before you access, access everything but you don't access cards, the one you removed from the game and you access everything else you could just smash it then and just throw away the shiku and the shock yeah throw away the shiku the first time and yeah go in there a few times yeah that could work maybe but again you're taking pretty hard against one deck and the card's not that flash against everything else otherwise everyone would use it wouldn't they 
Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, yeah, so overall, really good day. Lots of new players, which was fantastic. I played against yep. um, one guy who's, he sort of said he played a lot on Jinteki, and then this was his first live tournament. So, uh, yeah, we went to time, but, you know, with new players, I don't mind that too much. You've got to get as many people into the game as you can. So um, that was pretty good. Uh, it's good to see Jinteki bringing more players in, making them buy the cards and, and play some tournaments, which is fantastic. So I guess uh, the online thing is having a good result. Um, so what we'll do is we'll now move on and... New packs coming out, business first. Uh, should be in Australia next week or so. What do you reckon? Is it out in the States? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just dropped in the States. So, yeah. so we'll probably see it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> go and, yeah, go and buy um, Saturn, so it'll be here soon. Uh, what we're going to do, instead of going over all the cards, because there's plenty of podcasts for you to listen to about that, we're just going to list our top five that we think will have the biggest influence on the meta or that we love for a certain reason and we'll go from there just have a chat about those ones so we just won't talk about the ones that we think are no good and just bind a fodder um so what we'll do is i'll kick it off so i'm gonna go we'll go from five to one so we'll start with our fifth my fifth is palana uh it's probably the ID is probably the most meta-changing because I think a lot of people are going to play it because from what I've heard from playtesting, it's it's pretty good. Um, getting a credit each time the runner draws on their turn um, paired up with the other card is going to be... I reckon a lot of people are going to play it. Um, possibly problem is what are you going to spend your money on? But there's there's some good Jinteki Ice that you could, you could do some crazy tricks with whether you want a Glacier or you could just go nuts with some other stuff constantly having money to fire off traps and um, other things uh, I think there's a lot of potential to build around it and there'll be a lot of different decks coming out and uh, it's not one that's going to flash in the pan and then go away I think it's going to be around for a long time what do you, you guys agree uh, yeah definitely agree yeah um, alright Dave your fifth card uh, same, but mine is two cards, so it's Polana and Agroplex together because I don't think you're really going to see them separate. If people are running Polana, they're going to run Agroplex. Um, what's mainly what I've seen... Sorry, what's your uh, thoughts been... on the drawing of the the card? You're giving them a card. What are you... Uh, who cares? Because you're getting a dollar. Jinteki have a lot of multi-sub ice, which can give um, Faust a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And what I've been noticing, um, been watching a lot of kids' videos, is... These videos are really good from, from what he plays from on Octagon and now on to JNet. Um, and he's been playing sort of like a semi-rush because you're always you're pretty much always getting that credit every turn. And because it's Jinteki, they want to draw up before they do stuff. They don't really want to face check because they're scared of Kamainu and, and Cortex Lock and things like that. And you just jam stuff in the remote and just, just go. Yeah. And, and so in that case, you're getting cards, so you're drawing the stuff that you want, and you don't really care. Like you, you want to win before they get set up, and then if you if you don't, then you can fall back on Caprice and um, and Batty to to help you win the game. Yeah, there's lots of different builds I reckon as well. Like you know, even you could go to that Grail. I don't know. I've, I haven't really looked into building it, but I've seen what people are running, and I've seen both the I've sort of aggressive and the glacier. So, I think mm. the I think the rush version is the best, personally. Um, okay. But I have been I have seen a few people just porting over RP and putting in Agroplex, just playing the same cards as RP but in Palata. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Dan, what's your fifth? Uh, look, I'll agree with you guys, um, like, especially with Dave, like, with those two Palana Foods and Palana Agroplex together. Um, mm-hmm. To be quite honest, when you've got uh, Foods and Agroplex in play, you're getting a, a basically a dollar, you know, if the if the runner draws a card and you gain a dollar on your turn as well. So it's basically you're getting two free credits uh, before your turn even begins. Um, so it's going to do similar things to what ETF does with HB. I think it's just going to, um, yeah, we're going to see some good things out of uh, Jinteki moving forward. I think it's going to be good. Yep. Cool. All right. I'll go on to my fourth best card, and it is CBI Raid. 
I really like this card and it's definitely going to go into my decks. What I'm going to build around it though, I'm still tossing up about. I've got Janks going into Overdrive. Um, <laughs> the key with this card will be when you use it and it's going to take a lot of practice because you can use it at a time you think it might be great and, and it's not going to be. But I think you're going to be using it when I'm going to die in a minute. I better slow them down and give yourself some breathing room to maybe find Plascrete, whatever. Uh, and the other one is to maybe get rid of their whole hand, shuffle them, and then attack it again. So they have maybe a Jackson on the board. You think they've ditched a bunch into the bin. So you can run, put their cards back on top, then run the Jackson or Archives, and then make them shuffle. Um, that's the way I think you use it. When I'm talking jank, I'm thinking maybe if you can get them to shuffle, then make them draw up um, using Fisk Investment Seminar and then hit legworks, things like that. Just just make them uncomfortable and they don't know what they're going to be drawing up because if you make them shuffle, then they need cards in their hand to keep going. So they draw up, you don't, it could be anything. So if you hit them on the next turn and you could yeah easily get some agendas and the fact that you've gotten into CBI, CBI raid in the first place means you can definitely get in again and follow it up with an, a legwork. Um, that's the way I'm sort of looking at it. Definitely in my Lila decks, I'll be putting it in. What do you guys think? What, you want to do it with Gabe? Possibly with Gabe, but I don't play Gabe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mainly thinking Leela. At the moment, I don't think there's a criminal that's... Um, overly powerful as Leela and if I was going to pick one I'd just automatically pick Leela I know we've seen Silhouette do some work lately, um, it seems the information is pretty stealth powerful Andy, yeah, coming back Stealth well. Andy won uh, Adelaide Store Champs um, kudos to Alex for winning that one and I think overseas is Stealth uh, Stealth Andro and a Stealth Silhouettes one as well. So there are criminal decks winning, um, but I think Leela is the most powerful at the moment. I just struggle against Foucault. I know that's probably just the pilot more than anything. Um, but yeah, I'll see the help with that because you you slow them down, so you stick yeah. all their cards back in there in their R and D, and it gives you time to set up and do what you want to do. But I'll yeah. talk more about that later because that's that's a little bit further up on my list. Okay, all right, no problems. Uh, what's your fourth, Dave? I've got advanced assembly lines. Um, wow, you guys okay. probably won't have that on your list. Not in my uh, list. But if, you're playing, but if you're playing it out of ETF, you've installed it and gained a dollar. And then when you res it, you gain three. So pay one to gain three bucks just for resing a card. The trash ability is inconsequential. Who cares? Res it whenever you want. Res it just before they're about to access it because... Once you've installed it, you've, you, you, you've gotten your buck from ETF, flip it over, gain three bucks, basically. That's what the card says. Um, you can't use it during a run, though. No, you can't. No, 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 you can't use the trash ability during a run. You can yeah. res it during a run. Um, the trash ability, I can't see being used that much, um, but just a quick little credit burst is always good, especially in more of the rushy-type ETF builds. Um, I think this could be useful. Yeah, if you if it doesn't get trashed, and it's one of those things where once it's rezzed, do I really want to waste a click and a credit? And we'll get we're gonna have to wait and see how powerful it is. But it can fast throw you into maybe scoring that five point agenda because if you go all right, trash ash in the server, install an agenda, advance, advance. Um, that's pretty powerful. You've gone from nothing in this in the server to that. Maybe after Adonis hmm. is finished or something. Like Even that. then, at the start of your turn, sort of like with Lily, you know, you can draw the cards you want. This one, say you're, say you're two credits short of being able to body out an ABT, and you've got a Jackson on the table. Yeah. Bang, res that. Body away. Yep. Or yeah, even yeah. just Let's before say. your turn starts, bam, Adonis res, like. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Look, you know, you put this in the server with Breaker Bay Grid um, through ETF, it automatically gain a buck. It costs you nothing to res it, so you gain three straight up, and that's the, that's what your Adonis cost you to, re to play straight up. 
Well, if you've put yeah, it into well, the agenda with Breaker Bay bid, you'd trash this to put the Adonis in that same server and then res the Adonis. So yeah. you've made four to... You've just Correct. made four outright. Yeah. Uh, possibly. Dex maybe. you got to think of it this way. If you had a card that said, um, play this card, gain two bucks, don't and, and gain your click back, would you play it? Because that's basically what it, that's that's basically what it is. Well, you could play grid level clearance. Yeah, but yeah, you could. But you're also wanting to leave it on the table. You don't want to play it on the same turn. You don't want to trash it on the same turn that you played it because you then you don't get your, as bait, pull them, the... get them to come through itchies, thinking it's an agenda, and then flip it over and go, "Hey, look, I get some money. Be able to score." Yep. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a great card, but I think it has use. Yep. You All could right. use it as a surprise factor to get ice rest as well. Possible. Yeah. All right, we'll keep going. Dan, do you have a fourth best card? Yeah, I, I like Netchip. Netchip? <laughs> <laughs> I am not surprised. Why? I just I like it. I, I think it's going to give a lot of flexibility to um, a lot of runners that haven't been played a lot of. Um, maybe Professor could see uh, this being used to help him get his programs out, but we'll see what we can come up with in the future. Yeah. Okay. Um, you gonna you have to run six? Is it because it's consumer grade or limit six? Yeah, limit you can six. you can run like you can put six in your deck if you want. Um, but you know, it depends on what programs you want to run. Depends on what you um, depends on how many you put in there, I suppose. So, um, being that it's out of shaper, um, you know, shaper have a lot of good programs that cost a lot of memory. So. Mm. I can yeah, see it, it maybe be. in a Haley um, or something like that because you want to get it's going to cost you clicks Scamming to get them out because you can't put an Opus on it unless you have two out you can't put a Hyperdriver right. unless you have three out so maybe yeah that type of install all the things deck or yeah even a Kate um, gee deck slots are going to be tricky getting six of them in Kate but, um, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm not sure about Netchip I mean, we already have Leprechaun, which does a very similar thing. I'm, I'm not sold on it yet. Yeah, if someone can prove me know. otherwise, then... I don't know. I guess I'm sure taking... Dan will. I'm sure Dan will make a Professor deck that will have six net chips. And be like, yes, it's good. And we're like, okay. Cool. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I can see it in Haley because you can get it out and then once you've used them or you don't have... You've got... 10 million memory you can just face off them and yeah yeah okay all right we'll move on my third best is populist rally uh i think this is going to see a lot of play because giving the corp only two clicks is boss um agree yep problem, definitely agree problem is we'll, cd we'll, we'll cards that's mm, that's not that's not a problem at the moment because everyone's Everyone's playing Anarch and everyone's playing Wildside. Yeah. And a lot of the uh, CD cards like your Street Peddlers and stuff are actually quite low influence and they can be splashed around. Again, true. True, true, true. I'm thinking from a criminal point of view, like I always do. Uh, I would play data dealer. run Data Dealer because there's so much... In our meta anyway, so much new team in Shiku's. Go data dealer. There's your CD. There's your CD, and you can get them down to two clicks against a lot of um, a lot of corpse. That's dramas, uh, especially fast advanced. So, um, but yeah, it is a bit jank that you need another card at the same time. But I know another good Anarch card that Anarch really needed just to boost them up in power level. I think. <laughs> what do you think? Oh yeah, because I really struggle. Have a listen to this guy. Rubbish. Uh, <laughs> your third best, Dave. Uh, I have CBI Raid down. Um, I, I think more that's going to help um, criminal decks that want to set up, or really any deck that, that really needs a bit more setup time, like my um, my janky Leela Blackguard deck. You could get in and just set them back. You're setting them back pretty much uh, almost three turns. Well, maybe two turns. 
Mm, Send him back two turns by sticking all that back on there. Yeah, well, it depends on what card they draw off the top, but... Well, they can put it back in their own order. Corp puts it in their order. Yeah, that's that's fine, but then they've got to draw them back up. Yeah, yeah, So you're going to... A good player is going to strategically put them on to not have to go draw, 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 draw your turn, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, well, it depends on what the five cards are, right? Yeah. They're probably not going to be holding on to Jacksons and things like that, so they may not be able to just draw up the cards they want. So it gives you a little, gives you just gives you a bit of breathing room when you need a little bit more setup time. I'll, that's what I'll be using before anyway. Um, and just, just an annoying nuisance card if I decide to play it in Anarch. Yeah, Anarch needs more good cards. They do. Yeah, of course. They really they, do. Again, they just they need a little power boost, just a little bump. They do. Just they do. They bump. definitely do. They're, they're not strong enough at the moment. <laughs> they need they need more. Then they're nowhere near Andy, uh, Andy sucker level from two years yeah. ago. That's for sure. So once they get to that level, then we can talk about cutting them down a bit. Yeah, people forget the. Uh, oh, you're playing Andy. So is the guy that I played before and the guy I played before. Whereas everyone's like, oh, but everyone's playing Wizard. Well, not really. Well, that's not yeah. what we're seeing here. Either. It's possibly different overseas, but not here. Uh, yeah. Dan, your third best. Uh, I'm, I'm actually liking Product Recall, to be quite honest. Product um, Recall. Is it another one not on my list? What's going on? <laughs> Look, again, you know, playing a lot of HB recently, um, a lot of money assets, um, especially EVE campaigns, when she starts to get down in... Uh, credits are available, you know, you could trash it and get five. Yeah, boom. So, yeah, yeah, possible. Yeah. I like so it. So if there's only, if there's two or four credits left, you can still get, a, you know, get right down the end. You product recall, you trash it, you get your five, and they give freeze up your server for your agendas. Um, I'm struggling with having to run six. It's just killing me inside. I no, cannot see myself. No, there's no way. Oh, I couldn't, no. There's no way you'd run six. Yeah, like, oh, maybe it's zero. Six or one. Oh, yeah, in HP, I guess it's not influence, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're dying there, Dan. You're right. No, it's Dave actually. This is Dave. One of you are dying. Yeah, uh, that was me. Yeah, I don't Let's know. Check on his product recall. Yeah, in the product recall, recall on whatever you were eating. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on then. Let's keep going. Uh, what do we got? My second uh, is corporate sales team. This is a gun agenda, uh, and it's going to see a lot of play. Just the fact that if you get it scored, drip feeding ten back into you is outstanding. And you know they can siphon you and yeah that's going to be a hit but when you're getting that one it just kicks you off especially if you you know i can't don't know if you play it in any h but yeah if you got sweeps weeks and things like that you're back up straight away so uh yeah just money is great and four for twos are great um it's better than a lot of the other uh, neutral agendas um it gets rid of yeah, it's all those other money-making ones. So yeah, I have that second because not so much that I'm going to play it a lot, but I think a lot of other people will, and it, it'll definitely be in the meta, and you're going to have to be aware of it. Um, yeah, I also have that second. Yep. Um, just a credit every turn, not just not no no not just your turn. It's both turns. Yep. So, so you're getting two. Pops back to you, two bucks. Yeah. Pop that, mm. and what I'm seeing is a lot of people are playing that in Polana. So pop that in there, and you oh, got your aggro flex down. And if they draw a card, you've just got four bucks. Yep. Even in like, ETF, it's going to be boss. Like, yep. Uh, people will play that so in a popper. So good. Maybe mm. it's good in kill decks because it's giving you money to kill. Uh, it's just good. Uh, I don't. Saying that, I wouldn't play it over Exploder Palooza if I'm trying yeah, to kill it. Yeah, four twos are. <laughs> great in kill decks but yeah who knows someone might come up with something yeah it depends but it's it's just a solid agenda it's a solid four, this is what 4-2 agendas should look like you wouldn't, you wouldn't moosh in this out and then go oh I score it bam I got money no I probably wouldn't want to moosh in it because I'd want it I wouldn't want it stolen no one's going to steal your mooshing card no one runs that alright oh they do <laughs> nah 
That's old warning mission, isn't it? Just to go run it. Oh, you didn't run it. Too bad. Okay. Uh, Dan, uh, do you have a second? Yeah, I like Tech Trader. Tech Trader. Yep. Yeah, I think okay. this is going to put uh, Geist back on the map. Um, I think you'll be seeing a lot with this card in the meta. Um, so I know I'm going to be testing it out with Geist. So we'll see how we all go. But I think it's just, um, you know, gaining credit when you're saying old thing, gaining credit, um, yeah, you know, gaining three credits off your uh, four guys. You know, it's just going to be good. And they also stack, so they're not unique. Yep, so if you have more than one, you're going to get a lot more money, obviously. Uh, yeah, definitely a Geist card. I can't see it being played anywhere else. Uh, the artwork is pretty cool on it as well. It's a bit very Moombad. And uh, it's got all stuff out there, CDs. I'm surprised CDs are still hooking around, but anyway. <laughs> Look, I think Geist, it, it slots straight into the Geist. I'm not sure. People are trying Geist. I've played against a lot of Geist on JNAT, and a lot of them have, have gotten blown up. I don't think he's quite there yet, but he's getting there. And that, that card will definitely push him in the right direction, but I don't I don't think that puts him as a Tier 1 ID. There are yet. more coming, which I think will make him a Tier 1 ID at the end of the yep. cycle. But I don't but think that right card now. alone right now... I don't think that pushes him to Tier 1 just no. yet. I still think... Lee is the, the top criminal to play right now. Yeah, but I, at the end of the cycle, that's gonna, I think that'll be a different story, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, there's yep. more trash cards that do more damage or more effective than what Geist currently has, and I think everyone still needs to fix the Breaker Suite um, a little bit, just with speed um, and, and stuff like that. I'm, I don't know whether I'm just doing it wrong, but I... I really like auto scripter in there. If you can get that rolling, you're going a long way to winning the game. But it's one of those cards where it's tough to get out. It's a tempo hit to get it out. And then if you lose it, it's just such a waste. So you're hesitant to run. So you need to be brave if you're going to play it. So it probably just needs a lot of practice. But Tech Trader is my number one uh, for all the reasons. It's everyone's going to be playing more Geist. It makes Geist viable. Totally changes the meta because there's another criminal on the scene again. Um, not maybe not right now, but in a couple more packs, definitely. Um, Dave, uh, my number one is Populous Rally. I actually think this is boss. Like yeah. seriously, I did as just, sixth. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. Um, it's going to go into noise, it's going to go into wizard, it's going to go into everything. Being able to say, you know, you're playing against food and having a bit of trouble getting into their remote and they install advanced advance, you just drop that on them and go, yeah, you're not winning the game next turn. Give yourself an extra turn to be able to, to do something better, whether or not that means you go into R&D with your medium or, or just try and, if you noise, try and mill some cards and win that way. Um, yeah. Yep. Giving giving the corp one less click is is going to be really really good. Um, I, the only consistently, only uh, the only p runners I can see consistently doing it are gonna be anarchs. Um, so they may as well have just made an anarch card. Because um, who plays data dealer? So CD unless there's more, I, coming. yeah, they they often yeah, there, there's ahead. probably more CD cards coming. But right now, I can't see any orange deck that will not play this card. It, does anyone know is there like a CD themed Mumbad cycle pack coming? <laughs> I don't know. The CD <laughs> side of no, Mumbad? No. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> what do you say? I think what that, what that will do is if people, a lot of people are playing this card um, you'll see we're, we're already starting to see it now. I mean I played, you played against the same guy but we saw a food coach that was running Seasource just for killing Wildside and yeah. Uh, so Surprise we'll see me, more tag but... and location hate if people start running this card and they'll really target Wildside even more than they already are. Very true. I think I said I had six. I had third. I was thinking a corporate scandal. But uh, Dan, do you have a number one? Yeah, I'm, I'm liking Harvester, to be quite honest. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like Harvester? I don't know. It's. 
it's one of those things that'll it'll make the runner cycle cards quickly. Uh, downside is is that the runner gets to choose which cards they get to discard, so they get to keep the best cards in their hand. Yeah. Um, but I just think uh, anti Faust it'll keep their hand size down to five cards, and it'll yeah it'll just be a crippler for he- for Faust. So um, I, I think and with a single influence as well, I think you'll see it splashed around. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I I have the same concerns that I had with the Palana Agroplex that I don't want to give the runner cut. Like the runner's problem has always been draw, and you're helping them cycle through the cards that they want or need. Saying that, a lot of runners don't want to ditch any cards. So yeah, I think against the pro not a good idea but against maybe Newark players who aren't sure what to trash yeah it'll do some damage but um, I think I think, it, I think it's going to be good against Faust and that's pretty much it um yeah. so oh, but that's the thing like you know if you're running a like a PE or a damage deck and you're making the runner keep the cards they really want and then yep. causing them damage and hope they don't have levy correct yeah a lot of decks run levy like to the point now where I often go, How can I fit levy in? <laughs> yeah, and I can't half yeah. the time. But yeah, you the ability to cycle with so with Jinteki and, and IG around, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it could see it's gonna be a surprise one. Problem It has its place. Strength if, if three you can is get easy. it. That is yeah. true. It can just be broken, but by that stage, because normally, right, if they run with Faust, they've got seven cards. Yep. So if, if they're paying two or three cards to get through this, they've only got four. The thing one will see people trying to do with this is getting it in front of something nasty with lots of subs, hoping mm, yeah. that then Faust doesn't have enough cards to be able to break through it. That Shinobi. being said, <laughs> probably, probably not Shinobi, um, but yeah, I like Shinobi, so I'm not I'm not bagging it in that way. That I think that'd be cool. The problem with anything, again, anything like that, there's a lot of Parasite going around at the moment. Ashigaru, I'm not sure. Look, you have it in front of Ashigaru, that I reckon. Yeah, in front of Ashigaru, that's going to stop them. But I think you're better off having it in front of something nasty that they're not going to be able to deal with. So, like in the um, a lot of people had the, a lot of runners had trouble dealing with Archer. I found on the weekend, yeah, which is something super nasty. Um, they can't just break through it with one lot of David. So, or if they do, they're only getting through it once. Yeah. So, so this in front of something nasty like that could be okay, because um, then they can't try and Faust in. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Overall, really good pack, I reckon. Lots of good cards that are going to see lots of play. There's not, like, when we had a look and said, all right, top five, because we don't want to talk about the rubbish cards, There, there's not that many rubbish cards. There's, like, what, two, three, four? Yeah. Argu- arguably, some people are going to go, oh, there's ten. But, yeah, well, really. Noise, noise gets another virus, another one-cost virus, which, yep. which uh, is going to... Accelerate noise mildex. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're all right. We've, we've done what we said we would do. We'll. We, if people yeah. want us to go over the other ones, um, yeah, send us some Facebook messages or email us, and we'll we'll go through them all if you really want us to. But other than that, uh, we'll move on. So we'll just have we talked about Faust a second ago. People are still struggling against Faust. And there are decks and cards that beat Faust. And I'm playing one now to and I'm winning with it. I'm beating Faust decks. Dave's playing one now. So we thought we'd talk about those decks and how they beat Faust and why they beat Faust. So we'll start with you, Dave. You uh, took an Argus deck uh, that yep. took the tournament apart pretty much, killed all the wizards that came up against. So tell us. <laughs> yeah, had to score it against one. Yeah, but you um... still won. So, tell us how and why it beats Faust decks. Um, just lots of multi-sub stuff. The 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 key really is, um, you want them to drop low on cards so you can you can blow them up. 
um, because with that Argus deck, you are always going to have more money due to hostile takeover and profiteering. It's very rare that you don't. Um, so then the runner gets into a point, well, I kind of have to start doing stuff. Otherwise, he's just going to score out. Um, so, so what I was finding, setting up remotes of, with things like, uh, let me just grab my list here, so it'll be, um, I'd have Archer, and I think nearly every game except for one, I'd turn one score to Hostile Takeover, mm -hmm. um, which, which was fantastic. And uh, so I'd, I'd pop that normally in a remote and just let them come through. So even if I wasn't too worried about them sealing an agenda, the, the main goal was to let them drop down on cards to the point where I could blow them up, and even through plasterics and, and, and whatever whatever else. On the ice, so did normal we were talking in the car that you also have ice that can go in front of Archer that they have to break, so they can't David through it either. Um, uh, yeah, there was once I put a Taurus in front of an archer yeah. uh, against Jeremy on R&D, so he <laughs> he kind of, he had to break the Taurus because he didn't want to lose his Plaskarit, and so by breaking the Taurus, then he's only got two David tokens, so then he can't get through the archer without either trashing him, without having to trash a program. So I was, it was normally servers like that, or I'd just set up like a spiderweb archer server, or an enigma in front of it as well, and even that's that's taxing enough. Um, I found because they're not wanting to run so much, um, they weren't building up data su sucker tokens as much as they would have wanted to. Um, I purged once in one game just to make sure an archer didn't die, mm. um, but I never, I didn't get any of my big eyes parasited, which was really really helpful because you do not want an archer getting parasited. Um, but yeah, I, I reckon every game I sacked at least two agendas. Yeah. Uh, except for those turn fours, I think it might have been like one. So So I run, hustle, a, hustle. I run a variation and I'm similar. Ice is slightly different, but it's the same. Not many parasitable ice, but the ones that are parasitable are anti-faust at the same time. Spider oh, and snare. Got snare. And yeah, yeah everyone's got snares, but... Um, yeah, spiderwebs. So even though they're parasitable, they're still anti-faust. Three, you know, cost them three cards to get through. Um, but I also threw a checkpoint in there that you want to break that if you want to keep going. Um, it's not, it doesn't synergize with the bad pub. That's the only problem. But yeah, I'm still. It's nowhere near the level of yours, but I'm still playing around. Not um, my deck. Props, props to Daryl. The uh, Aussie Nats winner from last year, actually, I got it from him. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and he's he's won some store champs with that as well. He's so won two store with bit it, of yeah. a combination between pilots and decks, I think. There, so um, you've sort of ported your experience with Jinteki over into that deck, and yeah, you need a level of no fear, just throwing stuff out there and, and daring people to run. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. <laughs> yeah, so some people just can't can't do that. They shy away from that and always play the Glacier HB style and stuff so you do need a different mentality when you're playing that one um, I play we've, I've talked about it on previous podcasts I've been playing this soul deck it went great again on the weekend I had one horrible game that was just the biggest lemony snickets of all time and I'll talk about it because it's hilarious I had an Archangel on R&D and I decided to res it to bounce back up an Earthrise Hotel that he just put down and he had no credits left. Which I thought was genius at the time. It wasn't. Because he then put down... Well, he only installed Earthrises and Armitage Code Busting for the entire game because he was just putting down the Armitage, click, click, run, comes back up into his hand, he's making money. And because I have to do it, I had to bounce his Armitage back into his hand. And then he kept hitting agendas. So I'm madly drawing, trying to find some ice to get rid of this Archangel and just couldn't find any ice. So, <laughs> yeah, I ended up winning just from those So that was cards. your tempo play of the day? That was my tempo play of the day where, well done, you beat me with Earthrise and Armitage. And kudos to him, like, he played it well. Um, I just was drawing like crazy. I couldn't find another piece of ice over install. 
Um, but yeah, I, it was so crazy. It was so funny. I just laughed afterwards. I was angry for like, I tilted for about 20 seconds and then I'm like, this is so stupid. There's no point being angry. Um, yeah, but that was pretty funny. But other than those games, it was, again, outstanding. Um, it, it just beats, it beats Wizard. I think I lost to a Wizard because he medium dug me for three and hit three two-pointers and won the game. So Ouch. that's just that just happens sometimes so um and that was if he hadn't got all three he was dead next turn so that's why i let him run because i was gonna mid-season scorch i wanted him i wanted him to hit one not all of them because he'd used his i've had worse as well so i knew that i could kill him so uh yeah but it it's the ice is hard to get through little engines archangels um you know, Newshound is really anti-Faust. Uh, Resistor, if they get mid-season, they have to trace pretty much after that. Um, wrap around, they need a fractor out. So it's the ice is difficult to get through for Faust, and then they also have to be aware of money, and it also slows them down if you can get that targeting marketing first turn to slow down the wild side, or if they want to play wild side, they give you heaps of money to mid-seasons and when they score one. So... It is anti-Faust, and I think that's why it's doing really well around the world at the moment in uh, the UK and here. Um, so, yeah, give it a go if you haven't. Uh, it's Lunar Solar Flare. Uh, it's on Netrunner. A few different people have posted different variations. Mine's slightly different, but not really. Two cards different. So, um, Dan, do you have anything that's sort of anti-Faust that you've been playing? Um, at the moment, uh, no, my HB is in the bin uh, because it yep. was crap on the weekend. Um, I'm plan- looking at uh, rehashing a PE deck that I was running when I first started playing, mm-hmm. uh, just with some more setter. Um, but definitely, definitely switching to the red, um, red side of things for Corp. Uh, just to try and slow down those cards for Faust uh, more than anything else. Yeah, um, damage. Yeah, since everyone's talking about it, if we take against it, then they'll probably just swap and beat us anyway. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, and taking that point and moving on to our last point before we finish up, the most wanted list has made everything so diverse that if you take against one thing, you're actually making yourself weaker against another thing. So an example there is you said Jinteki, great against Faust, but with um, with Green playing film critics and artist colonies and stuff, I actually think yeah. Green is a really good matchup against Jinteki because you're not taking as much net damage. They have net damage prevention in Deus Ex. Um, if they get Shiku, they can get rid of them. Like, so if you take against one thing, you're weakening yourself against the other, which I think is a great place for the game to be. If everyone's just taking against the same things, they'll play the same decks, and then everyone will just play each other with the same decks, which is not what you want. No. Um, thoughts? Dave, what do you reckon? I agree. And I, th- I think the diversity, the main diversity right now is with uh, the runner. I know a lot of other places are seeing lots of wizard. Uh, but here we get a really good mix. We've got uh, some Kate players who have just decided to stick with Kate. Um, and we've got... Okay, there's there's probably a little bit more Anarch right now than others, but we've, we've got a, a few criminal plays, yourself included, Matt, who are, who are sticking with the criminal and trying to make it work, which, which makes putting together a corp deck really tricky because it's, all right, it's not just going to be Dumblefork. I've got to worry about... You know, there's going to be at least two, three good shaper players there. Plus, on top of that, there's there's probably going to be a splashing of criminal. So, uh, I still need to worry about the siphon and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. I think it's in a good place than what it was before, where everyone was just like, "Well, I'm going to a tournament, so I'll just take prepaid cake." Yeah. Like prepaid cake was just a, it it didn't really have any bad matchups. So, I think there are a lot of players who are upset at the fact that they can't just grab a deck and just win with it all the time. Um, I think now you really have to have a, a good think about what you're going to see and and really plan. You have to plan your deck a lot better now than what I think you used to have to, whereas before you just go, oh, I'm just going to take this because I know that I know that the Corp is going to be 50% 
faster writings. So whereas now you, you're not quite so sure you, and you have to you have to really plan out your decks on both sides and go, all right, this is what I'm expecting to see this weekend. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put these cards in my deck. Yeah. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're not. I I think I think it's good for the game personally. I think a lot of tier two, uh, tier three decks have sort of come up a bit. So really good players are able to play the decks that aren't considered quite so good and still have good success with them if they tech against um, what they think would be the main things they find. Um, so I'm sure there would have been a lot of people today thinking, oh, Argus, that's that's probably not going to be much trouble. Um, but um, this is... Honestly, this is the most solid deck I've seen of a combination of Faust Hate and Money Rush that can really beat, really beat anything except... Um, Probably keyhole decks it can struggle against if you, if you can't protect against them. Yeah, the um, I was sort of thinking that the thing the decks that are weakest at the moment are the decks that if you take the same thing every week and everyone knows what's in your deck, they're the weakest at the moment because people are, know what's coming or they're planning against it. But what we're seeing win our store champs is a deck where everyone's going, "Wow, I didn't see that coming," or um, they're not sure how to play against it yet or there's new cards in there, stuff like that. Whereas you can't, back before the most wanted list, you go, I'm playing prepaid Kate, try and beat it. And you couldn't or you'd struggle. Or people, I'm playing Butcher Shop NEH, try and beat it sort of thing. Now you're saying, oh, what are you playing? Oh, Silhouette. Oh, I don't know what's in that. Or Soul or... IG or PE is there so many variations of PE um, Haley or even variations Kate. even Kate even there's variations Kate. we're seeing Stealth Kate and some other type of Kates so yeah it's the, the guys who are thinking outside of the box and I'm not saying you're net decking uh, you're building your own decks because um, I sort of combination sometimes I grab off net deck if I've seen a good idea or I try and build my own stuff but it's the guys who are struggling who are just still trying to maybe play pre-most wanted list. Would you agree with that? And they just haven't adapted? Yeah. Or is that just crazy? I'd say from the corp side, the old thinking of, oh, okay, this is cool, I'm going to tax credits and, and Caprice and just be able to score out that way, doesn't work at the moment because you have to be able to tax cards now. Due, due to, I mean... There's a lot of decks with Faust in it. So if everybody starts taxing cards, I think then you'll see a shift back to traditional breaker suites where where you will then have to start taxing money and you kind of have to have a bit of a combination. Yep. And even Stealth is quite strong um, in certain matchups, but not in the others, um, which is, is funny. So, yeah, if everyone's ticking against Faust, suddenly Stealth is strong, um, but it does take a little bit to set up. But that's where Shaper bullshit gets you set up. So, um, yeah, I, there, is, there is a card called Power Shutdown for things like that. Yeah, and yeah, again, you go bam, Power Shutdown, and people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, I, again, I reckon the most wanted list has done its job. Maybe in Australia, it has definitely because we're seeing everything winning: blue, green, uh, yellow. Every color's won. I'm pretty sure in the last month no, we're not talking the entire store championship season we're just talking the last four weekends Every did Kate win? was Wilfie playing Kate or Noise that day? Uh, Wilfie was I don't know Noise no he's playing Noise yeah I think. So no, correct, correct me if I'm no, wrong guys but I think it was Noise no shape of win yet uh, no nearly yeah. on the weekend uh, Rob nearly got Haley over the line but he did <laughs> And Unfortunately, I knocked him down the losers bracket. Yeah. And what was yeah. Michael running? I actually don't know because I never played against his runner. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I've, I didn't play against him either. I I'm think, assuming noise because he's been noise, playing. But not sure. It's come greens come second a lot of times, but it has. hasn't got the chockies. Uh, okay. Well, that's all we have time for today. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. If you got thoughts, ideas, uh, send them through and what you want us to talk to in the next one. 
Uh, we've got a week off this week, so we're going to come back in a fortnight after we've played another store champs. Go through what happened there. If anything's changed, maybe green will get a win. Uh, and we'll see. I'm going to play green, so I'm going to go with, yeah, it'll get a win. What do you reckon? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Only because right. I'm not going on, I think. Oh, not going. Who, who, who am I going to rage at in the car on the way back? <laughs> Alright, thanks again. Hit us up, Tempo Gaming Oz at Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. We're on iTunes now. Download podcasts from there, subscribe, and yeah, lots of feedback. And, and we'll talk about what you guys want us to talk about. Anyway, thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks a lot.